Friends, Romans, countrymen, lend me your ears. I'm Mark Antony, and this is Demolition News Radio. Sort of. In this episode, The Day We Came of Age. This podcast is sponsored by WillowHire.com, the UK's leader in dust suppression equipment. Kick the dust into touch with our new, bigger and better all-in-one dust suppression units for hire. Call Willow on 01582 840045. If you're here to listen to me bitch and whine about the vagaries of the demolition industry, if you're hoping to hear me rail against the inequities of an industry beset on all sides by outrageous fortune, and if you're here to listen to me be Mr Grumpy Pants again, then I'm afraid you're going to be gravely disappointed. In fact, this episode is so far removed from our usual fare that I'm not even going to give this show an episode number. Because today you find me filled with cheer and goodwill to all men. Today you find me floating on a cloud of positivity, a smile playing across my face, and a hat worn jauntily on the side of my head. And all this is because of the huge and overwhelming success of the first ever British Demolition Awards. But before I get to that, I need to go off on a small tangent right after this. If you would like to help support this show, Demolition News or The Demolition Magazine, please consider becoming a patron. Just head over to patreon.com forward slash demolition news to find out more. Worsley Plant Sean Heron is one of the industry's nice guys. In fact, he's one of life's nice guys. Want to know how nice? Sean and his team sell a lot of attachments and quick couplers up and down the UK. They're among the market leaders in every field in which they operate. And even Worsley Plant's most fierce rivals will readily admit that Sean is a nice guy. Anyway, I had a chat with Sean at the Belfry on Friday night, just before the formal part of the British Demolition Awards got underway. Sean told me that several months ago he'd had a party to celebrate a big birthday. He went on to say how he needed to pause and look back upon the party a day or two afterwards. It suddenly occurred to me just how many people had been at the party because of me. I just needed to take a moment to reflect on that. The British Demolition Awards will be the same for you, he said. You need to take a moment just to take it all in. And so, here I am, doing my level best to take it all in. Now, of course, the near 300 people that attended the British Demolition Awards weren't there for me. The awards were very much a team effort, and the vast majority of that effort took place at the headquarters of our publishing partners, Chambers Media. That team has worked tirelessly for some 14 months to bring this event to fruition. They took care of everything. I was there pretty much as a guest. But the event exists because of DemolitionNews.com because of Demolition Magazine, because of Demolition TV, and because of Demolition News Radio. And as such, the British Demolition Awards felt personal, very personal. I've worried and fretted about it for weeks. Would it be a success? If it wasn't a success, would that tarnish the reputation I've worked so hard to cultivate and protect? Would anyone actually turn up? I needn't have worried. The team at Chambers Media is very persuasive, very professional, and almost scarily well organised. So when I arrived almost three hours later than anticipated, the stage was already set. But that so nearly wasn't the case. Demolition News Radio is the podcast of demolitionnews.com and the Demolition Magazine. Chambers Media had secured a pair of headline sponsors way back at the end of last year. Their sponsorship was key to financing a mammoth event at such a luxurious venue. But there was a problem. First off, the main sponsor just flatly refused to pay their bill. I could name names, but I figure they've already had enough pre-promotion from us, so I won't bother. 
The other main sponsor, unfortunately, was Cuddy Group, and we all know the position they're in at present. And so, with just a few short weeks until we were scheduled to arrive at the Belfry, we'd effectively lost two key sponsors and the money they'd promised. And that was only part of the challenge facing the Chamber's media team. Turns out, although the Belfry is a spectacular venue, it operates pretty much like Ryanair, in which everything is an extra. Hotel room? Certainly, sir, but the bed will be extra. Tables and chairs? Absolutely, but you'll need tablecloths and seat covers, and they will cost you enough to require a remortgage. Oh, I'm sorry. Did you not allow for carpets, cutlery and oxygen? Those are extra too. But Chambers Media are as resilient as they are tenacious, and so when the almost 300 guests arrive and began to enjoy themselves, they were greeted by a team looking smart, fabulous and serene, and they were blissfully unaware that their hosts had been paddling like crazy beneath the surface. To subscribe to the Demolition magazine, just head over to demolitionnewsstore.com. Much of what happened in the next few hours is a bit of a blur. From my welcome speech through Ben Chambers' opening address, the event slipped by seamlessly and without incident. Several times both Ben and I were forced to stop speaking because the crowd was cheering. When Ben was about to announce the winner of the first award, Sean Heron's words suddenly went back through my head. You need to take a moment to take it all in. All of these people were here because of this thing we've created. So I'm taking that moment. I'm taking that moment to say a massive thank you to the entire team at Chambers Media, who wisely ignored my reluctance and cowardice to take an idea and turn it into what will become an integral part of the industry calendar for many years to come. I'm taking that moment to say a massive and personal thank you to all the sponsors and advertisers that took a leap of faith and helped make the British Demolition Awards a reality. I'm taking that moment to say congratulations to all the award winners and to offer my commiserations to all those that narrowly missed out. I'm taking that moment to thank each and every one of the guests that hooted, hollered and cheered in all the right places to give the event an atmosphere that I will not forget in a long time. I really shouldn't have been surprised. These were the same people that helped make DemolitionNews.com the go-to news resource for the global demolition industry. The same people that turned the Demolition magazine into the biggest and most widely read demolition magazine in the entire world. The same people that made our Instagram the most followed demolition feed in the world. The same people that have allowed the Demolition News Radio podcast to amass more than 13,000 listeners in just a year. But for all that we've achieved in the past decade, the British Demolition Awards were different, personal, tangible. You see, whether it's an online article, a magazine feature, a site video or a podcast episode, we generally just throw these things to the winds and hope that they land with the right people and at the right time. What made the British Demolition Awards different, what made them special, was the fact that we were doing it all face to face with the people that have supported us over the years and which trekked to the Belfry through horrendous traffic to do so once again. This was the day we came of age. I said thank you to as many people as I could on the night. I will do so again when we cover the awards in the next edition of the Demolition Magazine. I'm doing so again right here. And I will probably do so several times more as we start working towards the British Demolition Awards for 2019. But I'd like to say one additional thank you. And that one goes out to Sean Heron for his wise words. Sean, if you're listening, you were absolutely right. Sometimes you just need to take a moment to take it all in. Thanks for listening. Demolition News Radio, dedicated to demolition.